I'll never ask for anything else again. I swear, Mom. As kids, we've all said it at one point. We find something that seems the most amazing item in the world, and we just have to have it, no matter what. For me, it was the newest handheld, a Game Boy Color. It was the most beautiful thing to a six-year-old, especially when all my friends were getting theirs. Growing up with four brothers and sisters and not especially well off, my parents did their best, but we struggled to get by most of the time. They did their best to give us comforts and toys, but new electronics were out of the question. Hell, we were still working off an old television that still used rabbit ears. I was the youngest of the five of us, so that meant a lot of hand-me-downs as well. I was used to it, but still held some resentment to my siblings, and of course, still begged for the Game Boy Color. They said they would do their best, bless their hearts. Shortly after my birthday, my mom and dad presented me with a box. I was surprised, but they said that they had found something they knew I wanted very badly, and I had been good. My heart raced with excitement as I tore into the box, but sank into the pit of my stomach. It was not a Game Boy Color. This poor excuse for a handheld was a badly abused original Game Boy. It looked like it had been bitten and melted by something in the corners, as well as stained. And up on the top, a strange camera stuck out of the cartridge inserted inside. And when I picked it up, it read Game Boy Camera. They'd somehow managed to find it with the creepy little printer as well, complete with fading printer paper. You see, Daddy and I found it at a garage sale. It's exactly the kind you wanted. It even has a cool little camera to take pictures, they said, far more excited than I was. I'm not sure if it was the fact that this was the first thing that they had ever given to me first, and it was still someone else's piece of junk, or that they had no actual idea what I wanted, or maybe they had just decided it was too much, so a replacement would suffice and I'd never know the difference. But in my utter disappointment, I threw the worst tantrum. I'd had since I was a toddler. I tossed the box on the ground and cried my eyes out, screaming how they were awful and I didn't want this and I wanted my Game Boy Color. Well, you can imagine how that turned out. I got a good whooping from my father in front of all my siblings and a long lecture on gratefulness and how hard they work. In my punishment for my selfishness, they gave my gift to my brother Ryan, only a couple years older than me, and I was so angry. I didn't care though, and was happy to be rid of the thing. Ryan, being a jerk he was, teased me about it endlessly. It was a few days after that that he figured out the camera and started printing on it. He would tease me from his room, talk about how much he got to play with the cool system, and I was too little and bratty to ever touch it. 
I would either yell back at him or slam the door to my room and ignore it. Shortly after though, I heard him leave his room and call out to our mom, claiming the printer was acting weird. She was busy making lunch and told him it was probably due to being used and to keep trying to see if it would fix itself. I heard him go back into his room, then go back out a little while later, saying it was probably busted and that he was going to his friend's house. Wondering what was wrong with it, I snuck into his room and found the papers lying on his bed. He'd taken photos of himself making weird faces into the camera. The game system had been turned off, as expected. The first few pictures were normal. Then, they changed into those strange faces that everyone knew about. The way the printer paper was stained, they looked even weirder. As I looked down at the later pictures though, they looked different. Obviously, the camera in the game was not the greatest, so it was sometimes hard to see details of someone's face or it would look blocky or blurry. The later pictures, however, seemed to change. It wasn't just scribbles or silly words written on his face. His features seemed to change, and there were dark spots around his eyes and mouth. His expression didn't look goofy anymore. Instead, it looked scared. Each picture seemed to change it more and more, and eventually, the pictures changed to where it didn't even look like he was holding the camera anymore. But that someone was taking the picture of him. He got farther and farther away, and what seemed to be a horrible story unfolded. It was showing Ryan running from the camera, the last picture showing Ryan's face half missing, dark pixels spilled out from the side of his head and laying on the ground. I didn't know what to think. I didn't even know the little camera was capable of things like this. It frightened me immensely and I jumped from the bed and ran to my mom, telling her about the pictures. She didn't believe me and got angry I was playing with it after my behavior. She scolded me and sent me into my room. I was too nervous to be angry though. I wondered what was wrong with that Game Boy. Why did it print those pictures? I was immensely relieved when Ryan came back home that night for dinner. He seemed fine, and after that night, I convinced myself it must have been a problem with the system since it was so beaten up, just some kind of error. At some point later in the week, Ryan tried again to take pictures. I heard him call it a piece of junk and then chuck it into a drawer. He threw all the pictures he had taken in the trash can. Now, I didn't think much of the Game Boy and the camera until the week after. I had been coloring in my room when I heard a terrible scream from outside and the sound of brakes squealing to a stop. Immediately, we all jumped up and ran outside to find out what had happened, along with our neighbors. The sight that greeted us all still was burned into my memory. 
Ryan had gone to walk across the street to his friend's house, just as he would any other day. And a man had come speeding down the street and hit him. He'd been pulled under the car and his head half crushed under the tires as the man hit the brakes. My brother's brain and skull were splattered and a pool of blood soaking into the street. I still remember the cry of agony and horror my mother let out and the rage and grief in my father's eye as he pulled the man from the car and shouted at him, asking him what in the hell he had been doing to hit a child. My sisters, they pulled me back inside, trying to comfort me and shield me from the sight, but the damage was done. I'd seen exactly what the picture had showed me, and I knew that Game Boy had been the cause. In my naivete, I tried to tell them, hoping they would believe me. They didn't believe me at all, and it made one of my sisters fall apart. The next few weeks were miserable. My parents were inconsolable, and my mother would barely take care of the house and us. My eldest sister, Andrea, took over her role and struggled with it, angry with us and dealing with her own grief. She also took over cleaning out Ryan's side of the room that he shared with my other brother. At some point, she found the Game Boy and the Game Boy camera and asked if I wanted it. I told her it was cursed that it had killed Ryan. She said that I was being cruel to our parents by turning their gift that was meant for me into a guilt trip and that I needed to stop being so selfish. The funeral for Ryan caused even more money stress on the family, and slowly, even at the young age I was, I could see they were not able to handle any of it well. I did my best at that point to keep out of trouble, and I didn't say anything more about the Game Boy camera. I don't know when she took them, but at some point, I guess she needed a distraction from trying to hold up the house. I went into my sister's room to find a missing sock and thought maybe it had landed into her clothing. Her trash can had the same printer paper in it and an ice cold sweat came over my body when I realized. And I couldn't stop myself. I reached in and looked at the pictures. They were the same. Andrea's face was slowly transforming into looks of horror and fear before showing her in a grotesque and terrifying position that I could only assume was a clue to how she would die. In the ending pictures, her face was barely recognizable and her skin was black. I was definitely sure now, this thing had to be destroyed. I thought to myself that maybe if I could destroy it, I could save my sister from the same fate. I tore her room apart searching for the Game Boy, and eventually, I found it and the printer. As I held it in my hand, something chilling happened. It turned on. The screen flashed the logo before it began to make noises and music. 
the sound was wrong, as though it was being played backwards. I had been looking straight at it and suddenly, my face appeared on the screen. And it began to print. In my panicked state, I went to shut it off, but found the button was down already. Should not have been running. I then proceeded to rip the printer paper out and the game out of the system. The Game Boy began to spark an error while the printer spewed out ink all over Andrea's bed. I felt it heat up in my hands and dropped it, watching the screen begin to smoke and the sparks fly out from both the Game Boy and the printer. After a minute or two, it seemed to die. Needless to say, I got in major trouble when my sister came home and found her bedsheet stained with ink and the system broken. My parents were furious and forbid me from going out with friends at all, as well as no TV. I was now considered very irresponsible and not allowed to touch any of my siblings' things. Didn't matter though, I had saved her from a horrible fate and the cursed system was gone. Or so I thought. I think back and realize that of everything I did, the thing may have saved me was not letting the printer finish. Six months later, my sister was killed when she was driving home and slipped on something in the road. She crashed her car and being trapped inside as it caught fire. When the police came to my parents, they had told them that she was burned beyond recognition and the only reason they knew it was her because she was driving my dad's car. I couldn't save her. I didn't dare tell my parents about the pictures. I didn't think they would have believed me anyway. Now, years have passed and we've grown up. My parents never really recovered from Ryan and Andrea's deaths and they have struggled immensely. The three of us take care of them now, though we still have the old rabbit ears television for comfort's sake. There's still one thought that haunts me though. It makes it hard to sleep at night. I never found out what they did with the broken Game Boy, the camera and the printer. I pray to God every night that the damned thing made its way into some kind of trash compactor where it's tangled with the plastic floating in the ocean. I fear that they still wanted it, or donated or sold it for parts. And someone, somewhere, is repairing it and putting in new paper. And they will see what it was trying to print of me.